Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, our Lord, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. On August 20th, 1979, Bob Dylan released an album called Slow Train Coming. And even though it was his 19th album, it was the first album he released as an evangelical Christian. Did you know Bob Dylan converted? I'm not sure if he's still a Christian or not, but that's irrelevant. My favorite song from that album is called Gotta Serve Somebody. It starts off like this. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You might like to gamble. You might like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of pearls, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. <laughs> Couldn't wait to say that. Hallelujah. <laughs> the world tells us that there are many, many paths that all lead to God. Actually, that philosophy takes the work of God's redemption through Jesus Christ and makes it totally irrelevant. Bob Dylan is correct. There are only two paths. Serve the devil, serve the Lord. And we find this true throughout scripture. I mean, way back when Joshua was leading the people into the promised land, he declares to them, and if it seems evil for you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I mean, didn't Jesus say that enter by the narrow gate? For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. And there are few who find it. St. Paul confirms this theology of the two paths. There are people who walk in the flesh, and there are people who walk in the spirit. And Paul addresses this issue with the saints in Rome, in Corinth, Galatia, and Ephesians. The Jewish Christians in Galatia had strayed off the path of Christian liberty and reverted back to the bondage of the law. The Gentile Christians were reverting back to the bondage of immorality and pagan practices. Paul says that these people have fallen from grace. Some Christians were having difficulty figuring which path they want to walk on. And it seems to me like many Christians today are having the same struggle. They've fallen from grace by practicing fleshly, immoral, compromising attitudes and behaviors. Many times we straddle, try to straddle the paths also at the same time. Oh, you're going to say to me, but pastor, our theology says we're simul justus ex peccato, which says we are simultaneously saints and sinners. Yes, indeed we are. But people without Christ are capital S sinners and not saints at all. They are enslaved to the flesh. 
You are capital S saints and small s sinners. There's a big difference, people of God, big difference. We spend a lot of time confessing what poor, miserable sinners we are, and we are. But we don't spend much time affirming and proclaiming what rich and joyful Christians we become, what saints we are, because of the work of Christ. We might even use that sinner-saint slogan to justify our own sin. Pastor dealt with this today in Sunday school, so I'm going to blame him for that. When we do that and justify our sin, that we're abusing our liberty in Christ and we're in danger of becoming lazy saints. We become lukewarm in our love for the Lord and for our neighbors. And St. Paul deals with this problem in Galatians. In chapter 5, he says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbors as yourselves. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires, the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. You cannot straddle both paths, people of God. So our reading today, Paul says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Live in the spirit, Walk in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, bear fruit in the Spirit, don't grieve the Spirit, don't quench the Spirit. What does it all mean for you as a Christian? You know, when I was a young Pentecostal minister, I had bad theology on the Holy Spirit, like most Pentecostals do, by the way. I'm just speaking from experience. When I felt like I had a good day and things were going great, I was walking in the spirit. But when things went bad and I didn't feel so spirit-filled, I was walking in the flesh. That's not only bad theology, it is spiritual schizophrenia and it drove me nuts. I couldn't be perfect. You're on an emotional roller coaster trying to figure it out. How can you have true peace and comfort if assurance if you don't know when you're in the spirit? And that's the problem with that kind of theology. St. Paul teaches the two-path theology in Romans chapter 8. Listen to this. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is hostile against God. It is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit 
if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. That's why St. Paul says in Colossians, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's awesome. That's the key to the two-path theology. Unbelievers are in the flesh, they're of this world, they set their minds on fleshly desires, passions, and responses. They practice the works of the flesh in their daily lives without repentance. You might be asking, what are the works of the flesh? Well, if you haven't read your Bible, you might not know this, so I'm going to tell you. Professor. There's a bunch of them, and Pastor Ashley mentioned them last week. Now, the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, shamelessness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, and partying, and sins like these. Of which I tell you beforehand, I've also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you might be saying after I read that list, well, Pastor, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I don't practice any of those sins. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I have other sins in other epistles. <laughs> I got a bunch of sins here. <laughs> Nasty thoughts, gossip, slander, lying, cheating, foul language out of your mouth. It's in the Bible. Holding a grudge, bitterness, Indulging addictions and fixations, disobedient to parents, children, and sins like these. I think that's a little closer to home, huh? So maybe we can all admit, yeah, we do these things. We do. That's the, that's the whole point. Might be a rock and roll addict prancing on the stage. You might have drugs at your command and women in a cage. You may be a businessman or some high-degree thief. They may call you doctor, or they may call you chief, but you're going to have to serve somebody. You're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Two paths. Life of the flesh leads to destruction. Life of the spirit leads to eternal life. Oh, but professor, I can't help it. I'm in the flesh. I'm in this flesh. Yes, you are. But Jesus said that you are in the world, but you are not of this world. St. Paul says in Galatians, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I, the ego, who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the essence of the Christian life. God loved you and gave himself for you. He empowered you so now you can freely love him and love your neighbors. It's his power. Read Romans chapter 6. Paul explains this whole thing there. I'm going to read a little bit to you because I'm going to not read it. Knowing this, 
that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Likewise, you also consider yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin exercise kingly power in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lusts. That's what it means to be a capital S saint, people of God, and a small s sinner, right? You may be a preacher preaching spiritual pride, Maybe a city councilman taking bribes on the side. You may be working in a barber shop. You may know how to cut hair. You may be somebody's mistress, maybe somebody's heir, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. If you've been baptized, you're on the right path because Jesus is the way. If you're in Christ, you're in the spirit, period. End of discussion. Don't doubt it. You live in the spirit because you are in the body of Christ. You walk in the spirit and are led by the spirit because you are God's holy vessel. You strive not to quench the spirit because you want to please your heavenly father. So you surrender to the spirit so you can bear the fruit of the spirit. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Well, if you don't read your Bible, I'll tell you. Pastor mentioned them last week, too. He, he covered the whole gamut here. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these fruits there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and cravings. As a Lutheran, you can probably pick up there's a lot of theology of the cross in these passages right here. As Pastor had said, you got to die daily when you're living in the Spirit. If you're in the Spirit, led by the Spirit, then you'll display the fruits of the Spirit. You are spiritual. You are not fleshly. And by the love of God in you, you can be the strength and support for those who are struggling to stay on the path of righteousness, who maybe have fallen from grace, as Paul says. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a trespass, he deviates off the path. You who are spiritual, that's not a quality, your quality, it's who you are in Christ. If you are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Considering yourselves, lest you also be tempted, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's the essence of life in the spirit. Think about it. You've heard this a million times. If you've been baptized, your old nature has been drowned in God's judgment floodwaters. You've been buried with Christ. You're raised to new life, revived from spiritual death and forgiven. You're born again, sainted in Christ by the power of the Spirit, filled with Trinitarian presence and glory. 
adopted into God's family, made his children the bride of Christ, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, free from death, the body of sin and oppression of the devil, nourished and sustained by God's word and sacrament, not in the flesh, not of this world, not a capital S sinner. You are seated in the heavenly places as kings and priests before God the Father, living stones in God's holy temple, the new Jerusalem, granted the authority and power to put demons to flight and resist the temptations of the world. Might like to wear cotton, might like to wear silk, might like to drink whiskey, might like to drink milk, might like to eat caviar, you might like to eat bread. Maybe sleeping on the floor or sleeping in a king-size bed, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Hallelujah. Huh? No, Lutherans, I get it. Okay. So at this point, you say, what do I do? What do you do? <laughs> Nothing. You don't have to do anything. God has already done it all for you. He has revealed his nature to you and through you. All you have to do is be. Be who you are as a new creation human being redeemed by Christ Jesus. And when you sin and fall down into temptation, you repent and continue on the path of righteousness. Be who you are in Christ, allowing the love of God to extend to your neighbors and especially, especially to your brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.